JMI Wealth's Andrew Kelleher. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Wages and jobs, what'd you make of them? Wages and jobs, it's been a busy 24 hours for financial markets. Yeah, so yesterday, Mike, Stats New Zealand released the latest quarterly dump of labour market data. So this is the second quarter, three months to the end of June. Yeah, let's just quickly run through the numbers and then we'll try and kind of make some sense out of it all. So employment growth was up 1% for the quarter. That was higher than expected. The unemployment rate was at 3.6%, also slightly higher than expected. And here's the important one, one of the interesting ones yesterday, the participation rate, 72.4, higher than expected and at record levels. And the labour cost index, so this is wages, 1.1% rise in the quarter. That's a little bit lower than expected. We were sort of looking at 1.2, 1.3%. So a lot of moving parts there. So sort of trying to sort of, I suppose, demystify it more people might have entered the workforce and that gives you a higher participation rate and here we get the trend we're seeing in uh, we, with that big surge we saw in inward migration that's played a part in that employment growth is robust but i think some of that may reflect the fact that employers were finally able to actually fill positions there was finally workers there so we got a period of sort of market catch-up sort of recalibrating of the market but overall mike the picture is, is one of a still very tight labor market and those market conditions are above or they're tighter than what the reserve bank would consider to be consistent with maximum sustainable employment, which is what they're tasked to achieve. So they still need monetary policy to do some work. But what we are seeing is probably where the RBNZ thought the market would be going. We are seeing some easing. So your unemployment rate has ticked up a little bit, your wage, gro wage growth easing a little bit. There's also an interesting measure, Mike, called underutilisation. That's sort of a broader measure of untapped capacity in the labour market. So it looks at what we call underemployment as well. That rate moved from 9.1% to 9.8%. So you're seeing a little bit of easing. Few other things to consider out of this yesterday, Mike. You've had some pretty chunky uh, wage agreements recently um, over the last few days, actually. So secondary school teachers, nurses, those are both double-digit wage uh, wage settlements that could potentially feed through into wage growth numbers over the course of the next um, of the next year. And there's probably not much more upside in that participation rate. It's probably as good as it gets. And also, might the migration impulse is slowing, so we're not going to get another surge of those people. The last point I'd make um, is that the RBNZ forecasts for unemployment to be at 4.6% by the end of this year. I think that seems yeah. a little unlikely. It's at 3.6% now. I don't think it's going to move a percent between now and then, but interesting numbers. What I'm speaking of now, what about Fitch? And those oh, states. yeah. So, yeah, after the US market closed yesterday, uh, Fitch lowered the US government credit rating. Now, this sounds dramatic, and, and actually, it kind of is really. Um, so, there are a number of credit agencies well, with what we sort of, I suppose, what, what we call, call global reach. You've got Moody's, SP, and Fitch. The highest rating a, gov a, a government can get is AAA, and that credit rating affects the, your government's ability to issue debt, to, you know, to sell bonds, but also the price at which you sell it at. The lower your credit rating, the higher cost of raising debt. And obviously been a key topic here, Mike, hasn't it? Because our government's had to sell more bonds than expected to fund recent spending, and now we'll probably have to sell even more. So Fitch has downgraded the US government from AAA to AA+. This hasn't happened since 2011. 
Moody's still has the US government at AAA. Why have they done it? They say it reflects an erosion of governance, uh, those repeated debt limit political standoffs, all those last minute resolutions. And apparently, Mike, apparently it's been reported, we can't confirm this, that Fitch staff repeatedly raised concerns about those events of Jan 2021 when Trump supporters stormed the US Capitol. Now, in 2011, Mike, we saw quite a strong share market reaction to this. But the context is a little bit different right now. You know, you've got a different economic environment. Back then, they were coming out of the GFC, you had uh, the debt crisis. So overnight, share markets have reacted negatively. Uh, they're lower, but the US interest rates are relatively stable. But this one's going to play out over the next few days, Mike. So we'll, we'll keep you posted. Good stuff. Numbers, please. Right. So the Dow Jones is down 292 points. That's 0.82%, 35,337. The S&P 500 down a bit more, 56 points, 1.2%, 4520. And the NASDAQ even further, 1.9% fall so far in the NASDAQ. 14,013, and all uh, European markets were sort of 1% to 2% lower. FTSE 100 down 1.4%, 7561. The Nikkei down 2.3%, 32,707. Shanghai Composite, uh, 3261, that's just under 1%. Uh, yesterday, the Aussies lost 1.3% on the ASX 200, 7354. We were only down small, 0.15%. 11,962 on the ASX 50. That will fall more today. There's a risk off market, Mike. That means Kiwi dollar is lower, if it could even be lower. 0.6087 against the US, 0.9296 against the Aussie, 0.5558 against the Euro, 0.4780 against the pound, under 48p, 87.15 against the Japanese yen. Gold trading at $1,936.89. If there's one good thing that's happened Tell in me. the last 24 hours, break crude, $82.88, it's lower. See you tomorrow, mate. Andrew Kelleher, jmiwealth.co.nz.